0: Welcome to The Old World Lives, a warmer Fantasy Battles podcast. You can find us on Facebook at The Old World Lives, on Instagram at The Old World Lives, and you can reach us by email at theoldworldlives at gmail.com. And now, on to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of The Old World Lives, a warmer and The Old World podcast. I'm Chris and with me tonight I have Jimmy. Hello. And the first one to be unmuted is uh Morten.
1: Hello everyone.
0: And then we have uh, Niklas. Hello. And I'm not sure he has uh, stopped talking since we muted him, but here is Krill.
2: Mosh Krill this.
0: And since this is a real r- rarity, it's been like two Christmases since we had uh, these many people on. We also have a uh, gents.
1: Hello. Always the perfect sound right. quality. I,
2: I think it was the last Christmas because I gave you no. my heart, but the very next day you gave it away.
0: No, we, uh, it, it, there's the last Christ, the Christmas before last because then you gave them the heart, and then they gave them back, and then they, you gave them again, which is creepy because there was more than one heart.
2: Wasn't my heart.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. Waste not, yeah. want not. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
2: I keep
3: my and, heart in a canopic jar.
0: And since we all know that the Skavens don't don't exist, I won't mention that I met a rat on my way home today. And it is probably not a herald of the Great Horn one. But uh, yeah, if I do disappear mysteriously, and uh, it's uh, replaced with someone that tends to repeat words more than I do, uh, usually in the the line, uh, you might uh, suspect there's some foul. If
2: we do, if we do get a Skaven host, does that count as a diversity hire? Could we get like money from Sverok?
0: No, I'm actually thinking that we, we we would probably put on a list somewhere that we're not on currently. Oh, Here yeah, probably. Is the register of people that harbor uh, creatures that doesn't exist? <laughs> oh, so, has uh, I was just wondering, has anything new happened since last time? I don't <laughs> think that. Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing, nothing new, nothing, nothing new people
4: have been asking uh, like where where we are uh, because i mean so much has happened now it feels like the the wait for the over to drop uh, is shorter than the time between like the pre-order and now yeah because so much has happened and people are like
3: oh where where are
4: you guys and we usually don't record that often but like now there's been a flurry of people releasing content uh, yep. about the game like crazy, like channels that produce other things usually now produce old world things, and like a bunch of new podcasts and YouTube channels are releasing old world content. Um, and there's so much content out now.
0: So, about that, with all of our listeners and with all of the podcast crew here, we just want to mention that we are rebranding as a War Machine Mark IV and the TikTok <laughs> podcast. and we abandon yeah. the old world,
4: <laughs> no, this is when me. we go uh, hipster and start playing uh, kings of war
2: but like first of all i mean it is heartening the amount of support and queries we've got to where we are because people apparently enjoy listening to (laughs) you guys Uh, but secondarily like i mean mission accomplished right we can stand on our hangar carrier the old world lives again so i just want to say we as far as i'm concerned we own that brand like we had this six year for gw and i would be happy to take my royalties in more plastic because like mission accomplished right we did what we intend to do. The old world is back in the mainstream.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah it's crazy. Like when, when we started this podcast, this was way before the, the announcement even came.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, it's 2018. And then in 2020, right, they announced that yeah. there would be a new game.
2: And like, I remember we had those first like heated discussions, how like small pieces of the fantasy community had survived on its own. and it has propagated in small corners everywhere. And back then, people were like, no way people are still playing fantasy and now Look at me back now!
0: Like in, in those days, we had uh, the standard for a miniature uh, purchase based on the cost of a hi- <laughs> IF battalion.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's remember. Still, still the gold standard, isn't it? Like screw Big yeah. Mac Index.
0: Yeah, it's just that the uh, IF battalion has uh, become quite a lot more expensive than it was <laughs> <back then>. We <Where> I <laughs> could get uh, uh, either two higher battalions or one new kit for the Heresy or for Decay or whatever. But well, I don't one...
1: think it's thanks to us.
2: Yeah, I do. A, jo- a joint friend of all of us in the podcast has been saving up his fourth f- and fifth dead uh to use as a pleasant dowry or like an investment for his retirement fund. And I have to tell you, that guy did not invest well in the current climate.
0: <laughs> but That's the thing with those investments. You have to watch them. You yeah, just uh, buy Beanie Babies and hope they uh, last forever. Uh, also, I should want to mention... Uh, in our fourth episode, we did discuss uh, a book called The rights of the Dead. And I want just want to forego the news section with mentioning that it is uh, currently being re-released for the Black Dot Library uh, Returning Book of the Year, or whatever they mentioned uh, that is.
2: And I feel exactly the way I felt then that I feel now. It seems like a good book. I wish I'd read it. <laughs>
4: uh, it's great. I, I think I should read it again. And we're talking about the, uh, like,
2: that, was
0: that our last book review that we did? That's the only book review we yeah. did. The, yeah.
2: The,
0: yeah, so,
2: so, the, so the last. Does it count if I keep saying, hey, I finally read Godric and Felix and they're pretty good? Because if that's a book review, we've done... Like, hey! Five. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud. Yeah. I, I'm they through also... Omnibus 1 and like five of the Nathan Long. Nice. Books, and now Now I'm on to like... They shouldn't call it Dragon Slayer, they should call like the wacky hijinks of fighting Orcs, <laughs> Goblins, and male bandits, and then, oh wait, I guess we we're, we accidentally murdered a dragon?
0: Yeah. Surprise! Dragon.
2: Surprise! It's called a 22 year old book for anyone. Uh, but uh, speaking of book yeah, reviews, uh, so we're talking about doing a book review for
4: this, uh, this new book, uh, Lords of the Land. Um, uh,
0: We're not gonna mention that book. <laughs> I think that's, that's the best, everyone should uh, form their own opinions on that book, and uh, if you wanted to know what most people think about it, just read the, the top review on uh, Audible it's, Anonymous. On.
4: This book is just as good as uh, Rings of Power. That's all I'm going
2: to say.
0: Well, at least why the Rings of you, Power had great power. Why do
2: you use hate speech around me? You know how I'm going to react. You know the visceral reaction you're going to get. Okay? like.
0: Krill, Krill, Krill. Rings of Power had the perfect amount of LARP-level armor for production that cost a billion dollars.
2: How? Like, th- that has to be like the room. Like, a bunch of millions of dollars disappeared somewhere and nobody knows exactly where it went. Like,
1: no way they spent 200 million dollars on that thing. Oh! Krell, like we say in my neighborhood, the Hanske is cast up. Do you accept the challenge? <laughs> As we say in my neighborhood,
2: where is Yavle anyway? <laughs>
0: uh, and uh, just since we had to mention it, uh, if you want to listen to our book, book review of uh, *Rise of the Dead*, it is the Kislev episode uh, from uh, August twenty eighth, uh, twenty
2: eighteen. We should we should do it like a Patreon episode. Listen to us re-reviewing books.
0: P- pay us not to review books. You mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But speaking of books, I would actually just want to mention, I've been, uh, this this past few days, I read the first book in, uh, I can't remember what the trilogy is called now, but uh, the, the Legacy of Ash by Matthew Ward, and it's a really good book.
2: Did you say Matt Ward?
0: Yeah, Matthew Matt, Matt, Matt Ward.
2: I oh, like the, Ward. the GW dude?
0: Yeah, form, Formula GW
2: I didn't know that he wrote that book, because I've heard really favorable reviews.
0: Yeah, and it uh, it was like this. If I hadn't uh, done other things when I was in Spain, I would have read that book the first two days when I was there.
2: Oh, I'm really glad here is good. Like, yeah. I mean, the world uh, needs more good fancy.
0: Yeah, started reading it on the plane, uh, got off the plane, had read about a fifth of the book, the first nice. book of series. So that's uh, probably saying something. I I, I can recommend that. Uh, can't recommend The Lord of the Loans. <laughs> Okay, definitely so not an audiobook. But uh,
1: so, because Nicola, of a certain bow or something else?
0: No, it's it's only because of the narrator of the audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I heard
4: the narrator's narration is weird. But yeah, I was want to talk uh, about. The, I mean, the overall—that's that's what people are talking yeah. about. That, that's that's the word on the street. That's what the kids are doing these days, uh, so. The, the the pre-order came out we did an episode before the pre-order mm-hmm. and then the pre-order was uh, on and like people were sitting by their computers I went to the Games Workshop website but it said it was like uh, an hour of queue so I went to Game Maniacs uh, everyone should go to Game Maniacs because they're awesome And they, should. Uh, they really should I um uh, the,
0: the books one. there bought the last <laughs> ones
4: well, I didn't and know I that
0: next, next, <laughs> I was next in the queue <laughs> <laughs> That's so, much what they <laughs> sent in the email to me. When said, "Sorry, we can't deliver your books." There be no uh, the, because uh, of Nicholas. Yeah,
2: I like yeah. how they like tacitly hung that fret in the air. Well, Chris, there's nothing we can do unless you know something happened to the guy who ordered just before you. Uh, by the way, this is the guy, and here's his home address. <laughs> sure, would be a shame if uh, you got a box, man. So, um. Uh, and- I ordered from Game Thrones,
4: the the three books, uh, the two army books and the, the rule book. Um, and then after I ordered, I was just sitting online and watching people that had already gotten the stuff. Uh, various influencers and YouTube channels and stuff. And uh, I don't know what I think about that. I mean, I really like when people, like YouTube channels that I really like, like Gorilla Miniatures, uh, they did great review. Just going through the books, talking about them lovingly. And then there's some other channels that usually play like 40k and now they got some old stuff and then they're playing this game and i don't know like they, they don't really know what they're doing they're not haven't been that into it and i feel very jealous
3: you think we should have been influencers yeah, not influencers. <laughs> yeah. Not influencers enough
0: yeah, but that, that would also depend depend on us actually producing content on time, producing yeah. more content, producing the content <laughs> that people actually oh, want. To. No.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think actually caring about what people want might be a contributing factor there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we're on a completely, completely different, very much lower level
4: than these guys. Like, they produce yeah. amazing things. Uh, but, like, a lot of them don't do fantasy stuff usually, and that just Then I get really jealous and a bit pissed. But then, like, there are some really good channels. They got stuff that I'm really happy that they got stuff as well. So I think, like, everyone was just watching YouTube videos and uh, the Battle Report games which were released just to, like, figure out what are the rules. And then that's when we finally found out the step-up rules that we've been discussing, which uh, broke Morton's heart, I guess.
1: (gasps) <laughs> that's like when you Mister Right, man. like as long right. as Mister Step Up, uh,
4: uh, it's fine, it's fine. It's, fine. it's just gonna be Step Up. <laughs> now, there's no Step Up. What, what do you think, Morten?
3: Hashtag not my edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna give it an honest try. Of course, of course. I think I think the rules look interesting.
4: I think, uh, like the general consensus with people that played before is that. It's way more sixth edition than it is eighth edition. With some stuff from eighth edition. Um, so yeah, after everyone's waiting for YouTube, the the first, or uh, waiting for the books and watching YouTube, the first week, um, it's just influencers and YouTube channels playing it. And then the second week, you see pictures of like early deliveries, and, like regular people, Mortal human beings. I got in the books on like Monday and Tuesday, even. The game was supposed to be released on Saturday. Then I was just fucking fuming. It felt like it it was longer <laughs> it than the week. It was longer than the wait since 2020 when they announced yeah. the game. Yeah. Like just waiting for the fucking books to arrive. And then people had already gotten them.
2: It's just ah, it's I've got to ask, from one to ten on the Angryometer, we're like Ten is the OG Nicholas sees the fish shells for first time in the wild, and one is like I'll
1: just say like eleven, be, just yeah, say and, 11. Yeah,
2: and me being slightly late recording is a one. Like where do we land on the angryometer here? I think I think like seven because oh. those fish shells when I saw
4: them for the first time, it's like that was the the pinnacle of just shitting on fantasy. Like they ruined fantasy, and then Stormcast Eternals. Oh, okay, fine. There's space marines in fantasy. But then the fucking fish elves. Like how could they destroy the game? Fucking fish shells. The worst. Now I, I don't want to think about them anymore. Now I have my own game again. This is like the, the rings of power for me, bro. Well, and you know it. You gotta know it
2: well. But like can I make a quick observation? If if you think no. back to like well get now, but well, like no. let's all let's all like make a quick temporal journey here and I know you guys <laughs> flesh bags you can't literally travel through time because you're dumb but like if we do a mef- metaphorical do you guys remember when we all started playing a 30k together or like even in 2018 we started like doing fancy do you remember how sorry for the purveyance shit all the battle reports were there's like zooming into a dude's face and then like a top view map and like all the reviews were just guys pointing to a book because they didn't even like shoot the pages because cameras so bad. There's such a diaspora and selection of like quality content providers because there used to be like one big service and we all know who they used to be because they're only people who did like 30k and fancy and stuff. There used to be like one monolithic structure which people uh, subscribed to. But now there's such a wide selection. There's like Black Dragon, there's Mountain Minis, there's Guerrilla Gaming. And I'm a fan of all of them for different reasons. But the sheer amount of selection of information you can get would probably be one of the upsides uh, of the entirety of influencer community and GD- GW outreach. I, I find myself in an awkward position because I find myself needing to be positive to outweigh Nicholas Fury, which of course, <laughs> I incandescently share in every level, but maybe some sort of like spread of anger is necessitated because I agree with Nicholas. Some people picked up their book and are like, oh, we're going to play a game of fantasy. And then they start playing. And they're like, oh, we don't know the rules, but these rules are crazy. Why is it like this? This makes no sense. And I'm like, guys, it's the same. It's been for like 25 years. It's not that hard yeah it's, uh, it's interesting to see people that
4: you like when they play you realize that they haven't played the, the old games and they yeah. like started playing it you is know, sigma or, like modern 40k but like this this game like all the terms and all the rules are just
2: kind of the same as they've <laughs> yeah. they've always been for us
5: and some um, of them like
2: they shit talk the system they're like oh this is bad or this doesn't make any sense why is it like this and maybe to us since we've played for so long to us it does make sense and it seems counterintuitive to look at a new game system oh this is bad GW when basically what they've done is retaining a working version where they had 8 goals to make it work yeah
4: so uh, (laughs) when they started delivering the books uh, I I asked like Eric at Game Maniacs like will I get my books because they've been saying that they weren't going to get enough for everyone basically Uh, and then he wrote to me when they were packing them up he posted some pictures and he said that i was the last guy that got like what he had ordered and <laughs> the guy after me was chris <laughs>
0: Apparently. Uh, I, just to, I just want to put in a note here that they still haven't received any books uh, other than the one i bought at the g in the gothenburg on release day uh, more on that a bit later i think when we're going to uh, discuss as that as of but, today uh, yeah
2: as of today, on eighth of February, I spoke to two friends who work in different FAGSs, uh, One in the UK, like one in Sweden, and they said the odds of getting new bretonia boxes this year, even even before like quarter three or four, is incredibly low. <laughs> uh, so,
0: who needs those? So uh, they were going to ship it to you.
4: Yeah, I got my books on m- Monday. Monday after. Um, oh, one day again. Uh, when we were released? I think I think I got them on a Monday. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, oh it,
0: yeah. if <laughs> we went to uh, we went to, to, to look at Manfred's book.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, that's <laughs> it's just been so much happening. So yeah, on the on the Saturday. Uh, With the release, because they they shipped them like on Saturday morning to me, so I wouldn't have them until Monday. Uh, But the game was released on Saturday, so I wanted to go to Games Workshop just because uh, it'd be cool to be there at at the opening ceremony. Because I, I still remember the release of the seventh edition fantasy. I was in Stockholm (coughs)
2: Um,
4: at the the Games Workshop at the the old location when it was a bit bigger.
2: i most people can't remember from they were that young. So and I remember it was like a
4: massive thing. There was like a hundred people there, um, and they had like uh, a, a bot, the bits, a bit box trade. You trade a bunch of stuff. There was like competitions and things. Uh, this was very toned down compared to that. This was, I'm different. Ver- <laughs> but I'm very glad I went. Uh, Chris also went there, so we met up there, Um, uh, and there was a line of like ten people. Yep. Uh, waiting and this thinnest curb in in Gothenburg I think like the,
0: yeah it's half it, a person half a person wait <laughs>
4: yeah no cars uh, to worry about and snow so you,
2: you couldn't stand there
0: <laughs> no cars that's one of the main driving roads in the middle of the as well
2: <laughs> yes and still no cars that's all you need to know about Gothenburg <laughs> so
4: uh, yeah I, I had already ordered my books so I didn't really need to buy anything there but uh I was going to go there and get a Tony box for Manfred because uh, he couldn't be there if there was one. Uh, so we went in line. I was at the back of the line, actually, and then they opened slightly early. And I think that like the, the people in the store were a bit surprised that people are actually queuing up for this. But uh, I mean, they shouldn't be. It's
0: awesome. Well, the, the first guy did want to pre-order the, uh, the Dark his box for 40k. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did he flip so, everyone off on the way out? Steve? <laughs> uh,
4: so we went in, people rushed to the, the old world section. Uh, it's like a, a shelf. They had both of the army boxes and books. And the arcane journals as well, I think. Uh, but no cards. Uh, I was actually looking for cards for than there as well, but they didn't even have any to begin with. Um, and a guy <laughs> came like in front of Chris and took like two army books.
0: Uh, two, two of it, and two, 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 two Yeah, <laughs> sorry, not then, Chris. This is, this is just hard to see there. Sorry, yo. It's just that if you have a limited stock, put that one per per, per, per customer. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. if you if you listen to this, uh, that person, you know who you are.
4: <laughs> so, yeah, Chris is just standing there being sad, but at least you got the revenue wards book. You mm-hmm. look at the, the evil stuff. And, I almost
0: uh, uh, wanted to make a uh, chaos army out of spite, just because I only got the uh, <laughs> Horsebook. That's the
2: best reason to make a chaos army, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just te- uh, theme it around spite. So, it's the be only Staneshi. reason to do it. That would be a Staneshi armor, army, wouldn't it? Just ex- excess of spite.
2: Uh, I mean, you could argue that spite against mankind would drive you to corn, or like that the spite against oh. the current system would be uh, siege. What's that, the fifth god? Malal. Malal. Malal.
4: Yeah. The great one. Make, make a Malal army. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, I got the last Britonia box for Manfred And uh, once I paid for it, uh, I messaged Manfred I, d- I don't care if he would have said no. We ripped the box open and had a look at the rule book. And
0: uh, Actually, we did open it before he replied, didn't he? It didn't. <laughs>
4: th- but he did tell me, like, if you want to have a look, yeah, go for it. The day before, so... Uh, you, should,
0: you should have just written a man must pay the price. <laughs> man, Manfred, Manfred, have you counted all the horse heads yet?
4: <laughs> oh yeah, the, the deformed horses. That's the
2: thing. But like, uh, I feel on, on that level, Nicholas, and again, I'm sorry for interrupting. you, I feel GW, because I went to Stockholm, and I spoke to people, because I didn't get, I ordered like a bunch of stuff, and I think I got roughly like uh, two-thirds run down. I got no cards, I got no dice, I didn't get any arcane journals, I didn't get my Tomb King box, uh, like i got didn't get forces of good because i didn't order it because i'm not a nerd um, but like beyond that everybody seemed legitimately surprised with the amount of pre-ordering success and like desire for the game at war. because it seems to be a tremendous success yeah for gw not for anyone who wanted the actual bookstore yeah so
4: we, we asked the staff like oh where, where can we unpack this and they're like what what why do we want to unpack this like we want to look at the rule book they're like here, like yeah. I fucking have a look straight away. Yeah.
0: Why so, would yeah. we want to? Why would would we, would we want to look at the Warhammer rulebook in the <laughs> Warhammer store on the release day of the Warhammer game?
2: <laughs> I love how they don't train their staff for that. What to do in <laughs> case the customer is happy? and wants to review the product. They must be nervous. Like wait, 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 why? Why?
0: You you don't want to return it? You don't want to throw stuff? Out at us? Uh, so uh, I know that at least one of them listens to us. So we're just joking. You know that.
4: Uh, So they had like a a big middle table at the Games Workshop where they put up games. Um, So we started unpacking there, but then they said, oh, we're going to have an introduction to Age of Sigmar.
2: In a bit, so we had to move to like another table. Uh, Did he get like one of these water bottle sprayers that you have for stray cats? No, no, bad fantasy players. (laughs) This is the Age of Sigmar area.
3: Yeah. We have such a destructive relationship to Games Workshop, right? It's just like, oh well, here's your cool new box that you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can we look at it? No, not over there. <laughs> we play X, <Age> of Sigma. <laughs> like, what? What's going on? Well, of
2: course, you can open it, but not here, though.
3: Do they love <laughs> us or do they hate us? I, I don't understand.
0: Don't
2: <laughs> Please, G. W. Supply.
0: So, the kind, the classic: no shots, no shoes, no Warhammer. Yeah
2: no chance
4: so we we unpacked the the box and had a look at the rulebook and uh, in true 6th edition spirit the the index fucking sucks I can't find (laughs)
0: anything how did we manage to find the battle standard bearer at the end so so it's not
4: under battle standard bearer it's not under army standard bearer it's not under standard bearers it's under characters oh yeah obviously a character carries the battle standard bear
2: yeah makes perfect sense don't you think (laughs)
4: <laughs> the same as like when i tried to find um just jumping ahead a bit but like bretonian's uh stakes for the peasants it says it counts as a linear obstacle and then i wonder oh well how do they work in this edition uh linear obstacle nope uh obstacle nope just had to flip through the terrain section until eventually there it is under linear obstacles why isn't that in the index? So uh, yeah, it's, it's it's not good. You need to it's
1: some m- some in The index aren't where they're supposed to be. So I mean, like you need to look in weird sections to find whatever you want. Yeah, because they're
4: like uh, they're in categories more than alphabetically. Yeah. Sometimes.
1: Yeah,
3: and I feel like we... the whole ru- the the layout of the rulebook is a bit uh, confusing. Maybe it's good if you're a new player, but it just it's like, well, here's mm. the general things, and here's how magic works. And now we're going to go through the phases, and here's movement, but just the basic movement, because we'll take the advanced things later, because you can't <laughs> handle that at once. We don't want to keep all the movement stuff together, so it's easy to find. We'll we'll start with some basic movement, and then we'll do some You,
0: you know, a great solution for that kind of system is uh, maybe have... I don't know a smaller rule book with condensed rules or all of the rules, but in a just a just rules uh, that comes with a box of some sort. I don't, <laughs> don't really know which kind of box. Maybe one with one, maybe two different armies. Uh, I, I kind of like, like that. There is no pocket rule book
4: though, because uh, like everyone gets the big rule book and the big rule book is just filled with a bunch of nice stuff. It's like in 6th edition, you didn't even have a pocket rule book, and it's like six edition rule book is fun to just go through. And that the pocket versions
2: are not. Wait. You know, you know how drummers always have like the beefiest arms in a rock band. Maybe this is why like uh-huh. uh, Thomas Pirinan looks the way he does, like ripped. Because the sixth edition, we don't have the pocket rulebook. We only have like, hey, could I borrow your rulebook? Yes, it's this fifteen-pound tome. You must hold it with straight arms.
0: But then you need, then you need the army book. You might need uh, the uh, sort of chaos book. You might need the general's compendium. You might need. Uh, 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 just print out a unit from the website you might have the, the, a pdf of some other unit. Yeah, and these three then yeah. white ropes.
2: yeah and then you learn how to squash by looking at the pre-6th edition uh, like warriors it's perfect it's encouraging a healthy lifestyle
0: I uh, you mean, I thought... you mean, you mean uh, the books were that heavy just to be to make you able to carry the army
2: yeah to make you able to like carry your tremendous purchase of GW out of the store too
4: so uh, like uh, have uh...
2: been brainwashed so player complaints like oh you
4: need so many books to play the game but i mean you've always needed that many books
2: i think. yeah you need, like, i don't think books. you do i like i tried to two, playing two books i tried playing 40k ninth edition and at the end i didn't need like four or five books
1: yeah. um, I mean, p- people can come back when they need as many books as you need in necromundo that's a game where you need
2: <laughs> a lot of books. Jimmy,
1: you weren't there
2: for the gang war books. where you like, this oh, is true. I were? The, these these I, are the I, seven I still have them. books. I still
0: have, have all the gang war books.
2: Oh, me too. Definitely.
0: <laughs> you, you know. I think we should just mention that we did have a chat with all, well, all of the stuff at uh, uh, Mount Warhammer on the day as well, which was really lovely. All of them still yeah. have projects going. And all the of them did works.
4: Previewed uh, as we were there. Just yeah. uh, oh. and uh yeah, it's uh, very funny. Like uh all the staff were super
2: excited, like oh
4: look at this, oh look at that, oh my god.
2: So uh, yeah, that's I, cool. I, I sincerely doubt this means anything to anyone anywhere, but like the DW staff in Gothenburg sounds really cool. And I wish I could visit them and say hi sometime. You seem like cool dudes. It's insane now that I can go to Games Workshop store and they have things that I want in there. Do you remember when we started this podcast and we had, like, a review every Age of Sigmar kit for if it could be used <laughs> in fantasy? Yeah. Uh, that's, where we, that's where we started. It's like the comparison is insane. I'm sorry. I just... Yeah.
4: Uh, I just want to say, I went to the Game Show Workshop Workshop uh, recently again um, to ask about <gasps> contrast paints. About my first contrast
0: oh. paint. Oh, They're a great tool. They're a great tool.
1: Yeah, I like Good. the tool. I'm, I'm using contrast paint for my new orcs. It's lovely. Yeah, I use
2: them for all my skaven. Like, you still have to do highlights and stuff, but it looks good.
4: Yeah. So, um, I'm going to use them for my, my new project. So, I bought this uh, uh, Bretonnia box for Manfred and then I thought, fuck, maybe I should do a Bretonnia army. So, uh, I'm going to do a Bretonnia army. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all Gneed all <unique> Heraldry. <laughs> <laughs> Answer him. Oh, the, the what heraldry? Is all the heraldry going to be unique? Ah, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to do like um, uh,
4: a single color scheme on the boarding, but then like all the shields will have unique heraldry.
1: Okay.
4: Uh, and different patterns of the, the colors. Because uh, I want to do uh, a paravon army uh, with loads of pegasus. Um, Pegasai, Thank uh, you. and so, yeah, they're going to be yellow and black, uh, and I wanted to have like a team of the army, but I also want unique heraldry, but they have like these big shields in the back or, um, her- heraldic shields kind of on the, the barding. So like on one, I'm going to have the Prance and Pegasus the paravon and then on the other i'm gonna have the unique heraldry and then i have a bunch of small shields that i'm also gonna put the
2: unique heraldic colors on it's amazing how we started this podcast with you having a change of heart about armies and starting a horse-heavy army and here we are you having a change of heart and doing a horse-heavy army <laughs> but they're, they're not they, lying with it and they oh, oh that makes others instead of like the winged hussar cavalry you're now literally winged cavalry whoa <laughs> It was uh, nobody going to
0: point that out. No.
2: <laughs> they were judging you quietly. A good friend judges you aloud.
0: I just want to m- mention to Nicholas that a good tip for using contrast paint is to mix them with a small amount of uh, matte varnish.
2: Oh, cool. I did mm-hmm. not That's a good advice. So, yeah, for, for
4: the, the contrast paints, I wanted to do uh, white pegasi. Uh,
1: but it will look cool, like very angelic. Um, but maybe pain. like Valkyries I hope we're gonna play the song <laughs> yeah. every time
0: but why um, would you have um, an Imperial God flyer?
4: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so so
4: everybody checks out so like painting white uh, with a lot of texture can be a bit of a pain in the ass if you would do traditional because I, I always use a black undercoat I used white undercoats a couple times in my life and I hated it hate fucking hated painting it, um, and it turned out awful. Uh, but now I decided I should try a contrast. So I bought the contrast spray, which is a Gracier, bit gray,
1: right? Yes, gray gray. with the uh, apothecary white is amazing yes. with yeah. a certain white highlight. Yeah, so
4: that's what I used.
1: Uh,
4: so I sprayed it, and then I used the apothecary white, and I'm like, this looks like blue gray. It looks very weird but then I had to trust the process. So uh, first off, I just dry brushed uh, the Pegasus with white um, and I made it look pretty good. And then I painted uh, the barding and stuff, but I still hate painting with a white undercoat. So the barding was a bit of a, a pain. Like with black, when you paint it, if you miss something, then it's, uh, it becomes like a natural shadow. Uh, but when you miss something with white, it's just like, the sun is peering out between these two surfaces. Um, so yeah, but I on that, and I'm pretty happy with it. Like if I would do the thing with, with white, like it's hard to uh, uh, hard to use a wash to to then dry brush up, and uh, the, the apothecary white is like a really nice wash because it just. The color spreads out very evenly with it contrast. So you get the same amount in all the crevices without pooling. So,
2: <clears throat> yeah. I always use yeah, like, but... I, I airbrush it black, which is kind of true. Then I use like Xenophil, uh, I think it's called Wraith Seer. That usually gives me a pretty good white. And then just on occasion, if I really, really want to separate like, the wings from the Pegasi itself, if it's white instead of dappled or gray, I'd probably have like a really, really thin down coat. Of uh, the blue one. What is it like? Uh, nightshade? Draken of Nightshade? That's not blue. Ah, the blue one anyway. And then just dry brush white over it because then the, the different shades of white look different. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: If you want to. That's not me telling up, you how
2: to do it. That's just like how I do it. Your way If good. you want
0: uh, to brighten up the apothecary um, apothecary white as well, you could uh, put a drop of uh, white ink into it. So it would look yeah. really good. Mm-hmm.
2: But I've seen what Nicholas does and it looks. Good. I like it.
0: Yeah, it, it it does look good, I just want to, if you wanted the the white to pop for some reason and still use the contrast.
4: So uh, I now
2: have twelve Pegasi
4: and one royal Pegasus to you know.
2: How about a command, Nicholas? Are you gonna use the Pegasus command you get in the box?
4: <sighs> <sighs> Why are you doing do you get the command? You used to get the command. I used to have Pegasus knights. Uh you used to get a command for them. Very weird, but uh, I'm waiting until they release the, the foot knights anyway. Before I start assembling the knights, I want to use the, the foot knight bits
1: because uh, mm-hmm. those helmets and all the weapons are amazing. Have yeah. they said when they're
2: gonna re- release the foot knights? Because when you wrote that, no. I was like, Yeah, I want these too. Yeah, no, they haven't. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's weird. Uh, so it wasn't just me who missed it then. Okay, okay, thanks.
4: Because also, like the figures of knights, you only get the three. Of them, uh, with like the same three helmets, uh, <laughs> so it look weird if you duplicate all of them, and they're a bit stiff, the old models. So, I'm, I'm keen on using the new ones, they look a bit more dynamic.
2: How, how do you like the new HQ choice? Then, just like open question, did you like uh, what's it called, the Pegasus Lord? Did you like the new cast, the Duke? Yeah, on the cute. Royal Pegasus. Um,
4: so I got the the Battle of Sandenberg because they're different kits, different oh. riders. Um, I'm I'm not keen on the the guy himself. Probably he's gonna put something else in there. <laughs> and the guy you get in the box, um, cool. Uh, n- not amazing. I I like the lance, it's really cool, Tiny. Um, but. I think I would put someone else on there as well because uh, otherwise you get bit of cult uh, syndrome. Everyone has the same <laughs> post. Uh, Not an apothecary, it's the
2: oh, chaplain? Was it a chaplain? Or was it, just, it was uh... a chaplain and a caliphatic captain. And I've seen that chaplain be so many things. Yeah, I've yeah. seen him be so many things.
0: That chaplain is so great for conversions for uh, pretty much Half of the uh, characters' choices for a marine army. Just yeah, but you is.
2: also saw him just like an ordinary chaplain with one gun cut away, and they're like, this is my saboteur, like, this is my <laughs> breaker
0: Yeah, but if, I I had one where I put the hooded head on him, put, changed the hands, changed the weapons, and made a cycle of it. Yeah. So it's really version they'll get. with little What changes. I was going
2: to say is the one you got in the Bretonnia box, because, like, of course, I got a Bretonnia box. Everybody knows I've got issues. Uh, I was just going to use him... <laughs> Um, without the wings and just use them as like a fancy paladin lord
4: without the wings on the horse yes
0: ah I've seen that some someone that took part of that character and put it on a horse and looks really good
4: yeah yeah the wings are actually pretty easily not put on it so. yeah I I saw that what are you going to use the wings for I
0: missed this time
2: I'm. I'm gonna put him on a gin and tonic. <laughs> uh,
3: oh, um, do you guys think there will be a, a hippogriff
2: as well? There should uh, be, right? It's in the book.
3: It's in the book, and uh, but until now, it's only Lou and Leon Carr who's had a model with a hippogriff,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, and there's also the old classic one, but uh, yeah. How would you con do you think you could convert it from
3: this Pegasus thing? Just exchanging the head and the forearms?
4: Uh, no. I mean the rear legs are also
1: on right. Uh uh griff
4: Hippogriff is a, hip- what, Hippogriff a
1: lion and a a horse. eagle? No, it's uh it's a horse backside. Okay. Yeah. Hippo for horse. Oh yeah. I feel like we need to consult
2: our expert then. Uh, Jens, what sort of testicles would a hippogriff have? Horse My or horse, tiger?
1: Horse, uh, now.
2: horse, excellent. Thank you. Why?
3: <laughs> Big old horse down on that hippogriff. Mm.
2: Excellent. <laughs> Listen, the man has
0: expertise the people want to have, okay?
2: <laughs> Just accept.
0: Yeah, I'm just just yes. looking for looking through a box there to find a, a chunk of my new army. Anyone want to know what I'm doing?
4: Okay, so the game was released. We got it. We got to look through the rules, and then uh, on the Sunday or Saturday, I don't know. Uh, I had my first game against Manfred. He played Bretonnia, and I played Dwarfs. And um, so I, yeah, I picked up the the, the books uh, on the way to work on Monday and just read through them all week making lists and uh, they're really nice books oh
1: uh, by the way who here has gotten their books i have i got them i have a week after the release yes
0: yeah, I, I have i have one delayed. of one of them i have one of them and i <laughs> haven't really opened them although
1: the only thing that i don't like about the books is that there's no summaries you have to go through a lot of pages to find rules and stat lines
2: Fucking young people. Oh, the only thing I don't like about the book is <laughs> I have to read. <laughs> you, you don't notice, but Jimmy called me when he got his book and wondered why he can't turn us on his iPad and how to charge it. It was like, it made me so sad, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the books are really I, nice, though. I, really I, I, haven't
3: gotten, I haven't gotten anything yet, Nicholas.
1: Did you order it? Not everything what you ordered that? yet.
3: <laughs> I, I was sitting, first, I was sitting in this queue for like an hour, and then I got to the
0: web page, and then things were already sold out, and I wanted yeah. cards and things, and I couldn't. So I... Morten, Morten no. do you want to know, know something comforting? Mm-hmm. I got in the queue, and I was on the GW website at 11 01. Mm-hmm. And you know what didn't happen? The shop interface didn't load. <laughs> So when I had to refresh the website, I got kicked out of the website again to go back in the queue.
2: I just imagined Morton was like, hey wife, I have to work. Could you order everything from the Games Workshop? She's like, more stuff? Yeah. And he came home and was like, no, it's out. What? It's out. It's all out. You didn't get anything. Sorry. Did you try? It? And he would never know if she tried. Weird how it makes this fear of missing out. But I managed to at least order the
3: the Ravening Hordes and Forces of Fantasy uh, and some Tomb King stuff. Um although I still haven't gotten my stuff because I also ordered like the Leech Leech Priest, and apparently they didn't have it. So they were like, oh well, if you want to have it have it all in the same order, you have to wait until February when we get that thing. No, so I'm still uh, waiting.
0: I thought the Lich, I thought the Leech Priest was on that uh, 180 day timeline.
3: Adam? I don't know if it was originally, because then they came out with these made-to-order things. That I know. so now I ordered
0: with, some tomb. Kings I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing. With you. The you only
2: mean, thing I, the only thing I ordered from Tomb Kings, except for my box, was like tomb guard because you get twenty in a box for a pretty good price, and the snake riders.
5: Hmm.
2: I just wanted... I've been, I've been, well, I've been looking for those for like decades. So I, prices, and I, this I is have a question. Close. Yeah, I have a
0: question. Why do I have a Sauros uh, Cold One riders.
2: I have a question. Why have you had a Sauros cold one rider so long and not painted it?
0: No, it's uh, it's been even been stripped. Oh. Well, I don't know, paint it. I
1: have no it's a accident. Yeah,
0: this, these these so, are the uh, plastic ones.
1: Uh, ah. Uh, so, question guys. Uh, Nicholas have played a game. I played a couple of games. So any of you guys played any? Right. I want my I want my first game to be special.
3: Yeah. So okay. Like two no. game slots. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: exactly
2: yeah.
3: I've had
0: I've had one day off since the game was released.
2: And you didn't immediately go play game? Good. You're not like a game slot. Hashtag promise ring.
0: And I've also been wor- working only evenings, including a a two week period where I worked thirteen out of fourteen days No, I haven't played a game. That, that
1: gives you time to play during daytime. So I don't no, see the no. problem here. No, but, but <laughs> I, I,
0: I'm, I'm work, sure, uh,
1: Yeah,
3: I'm sure the audience really wants to hear about. Uh, well, and, and I also want to hear about your opinions. So tell us, tell us about your games.
2: How how does it feel this new edition? I'm gonna play a game on Monday, by yeah. the way. Just FYI. So. It
0: feels it feels fresh. It feels new. It's uh, it's I've actually from... all I hope
1: for. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've heard from a uh, uh, really really reliable sources on the internet that it was dead on arrival. <laughs> so,
1: uh, it Nicholas, it's been definitely a about some Nicholas, let's talk mm-hmm. about first impressions. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I only
4: had one game. Uh, but I think, first of all, uh, I, I play with dwarves. And I love playing with dwarves, and dwarves have changed. Like through all the editions, they're the same thing, but different. And uh, the big thing is like, <laughs> what is special in the special choice and uh, how good are they now? S- so it's been like a rotation force And I think both yeah. me and Jimmy came to the conclusion pretty fast that hammers are in. Previously they were out, but
1: now they're in the new hot shit. Yeah, no. they're like the, the best unit. But why? Explain but why. Me. Okay. <laughs> Why? Why did they you have... say, like, bore it? Let's let's start <laughs> yeah. with their stat lines. They're pretty much the same, like them been through all the older editions except for eighth edition, where they had two attacks. Uh, although for dwarves, they have initiative three, so that's pretty fast, you know. They they have heavy armor, can buy a shield, they have their stubborn shield wall. Uh, I think they have grumroll weapons as well, so their hand weapons are minus one AP. But they don't have great weapons anymore. They have great hammers, which are magical two-handed hammers, which have uh, AP 2, the rule Armor Bane 2. So if you roll a 6 on a wound, you get an extra minus 2. They're magical attacks, and they don't strike last. So they strike at initiative 3. And here comes the good part. They have a special rule that when they're charged, to get plus one attack and plus one initiative nicholas i think you can talk about the funny rune that we usually <laughs> do
4: yeah so first one I read is like oh that's pretty cool initiative four and two attacks but i mean they're still probably gonna strike last because i mean then we get plus three initiative when they charge and then i was looking through the rulebook going all over all the runes Just is another fun thing with dwarves the runes change slightly every edition so in the banner Runes, there's a Rune of Confusion, which makes the enemy make a disordered charge. So uh, I went to rulebook, looked through the index, barely find it. But then I found a disordered charge. You don't get your initiative bonus in charge. So that means that you're striking at your base initiative when you're charging hammers,
1: and they strike initiative four with two attacks. Yeah, and there's very few units which have initiative five or more. Yeah, and uh,
4: also when they're joined by a Thane, and this is another thing, like you can put your Battle of bear in there and then we get these benefits. Uh, yeah. When they're joined by Thane or a king, uh, they all get to issue challenges and they all get hatred characters.
1: Which is super cool. I love it. Yeah, so they're just fucking king shit in this edition. And I, I mean, if you also put a BSB in the unit, you can also... I... There's another rune, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, you, if you have this rune on a unit, the enemies who charge don't get any charge bonuses, so not, like no lances and things like that as well. Yeah. So you can have like the best defensive unit. And uh, so people are often not going to charge them because these guys are so good when they get charged. So I believe people's best defense against these guys is to let the hammers charge. <laughs> yeah, or you shoot them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the poor I mean, When I when I played with my uh, hammers, uh, they got shot out by orc arrow boys. So there's oh, not s- just heavy armor and shield, but uh, it was c- kind of frustrating just losing so many of them to just normal war bows. This is yeah. crazy. whoever killed
2: Jimmy's guys. Nice of you to let him actually see Orc Arab Boys kill something.
1: <laughs> Orc Air yeah. Boys is the jizzness, but we're gonna talk about that in the Orc special. <laughs> yeah. When so... is that, Jimmy? <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends on you, Krell. I feel attacked.
5: I've yeah, been in two episodes be.
2: Be. in one quarter. Uh, I can do next week. Okay,
4: yeah, so with the new rules i mean there's a lot of stuff to 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 relearn and there's a lot of things that are called the same thing and works kind of the same way but slightly different which uh there's a lot of rules looking um but uh i think i mean the
1: biggest change is combat and that you fall back yeah and give ground i think the good thing about the whole thing giving ground and all that is that once you re once you rally your troops you're actually mobile after it as well because you you can move as normal you can sh- you can march as well so uh regrouping isn't just stopping your units uh, anymore so you you can actually move them around after after fleeing from a sh- charge or whatever yeah i think uh i
4: still i like, haven't put my finger on like Unit size meta. I think it's, it's the whole thing before people will realize like what is good in the game because it's it is very good to have big units because you would think in the beginning like oh yeah we're just gonna put like one ten by one units and loads of them and loads of small units because they can just fall back in good order and stuff but uh, having a big unit is actually good because. You need big units to break the enemy in combat because uh, yeah. uh, when you give ground, you skip ground, you should, but when you fall back in good order, if you do that, but the enemy outnumbers you two to one, then you will flee, flee, flee. Um, and another thing that we realized after the game actually uh, when you take shooting casualties and you fail your leadership, if you're above half strength, then uh, you fall back in good order, you don't flee. So you basically automatically rally next turn and you don't fall back as far. So that's really good for keeping your guys on the table yeah. against shooting.
1: I also like uh there are there's this rule card called uh, reserve. So this is a special move that you do in the end of the shooting phase which is uh, a nice throwback to like third edition I believe. So uh, Fast cavalry, as it was, is no more. So, But uh, it's k- kind of nice to have this extra move. So if you have like, uh, let's say, wolf riders, you have them in a marching column. So they can move 9, 8. So yeah, that's uh, 27 inches in the yeah, movement. And, uh, 20... and then another 9 in the shooting phase. Yeah, the the fast cavalry, they don't
4: work the same way. I mean, now most no. of them can be skirmishers anyway, but... Yeah, I mean, I think most they also units, have the
1: open order rule as well. Yeah, but I think most units, like, there are only
4: units that have endless turns and wheels and stuff, like, yeah, in the old editions. Because the uh, fast cavalry in 6th edition, I think 8th edition as well, it's a bit weird because it's basically you can move however you want within your movement range, but technically they're they're like reforming and pivoting uh, 60 times on the way there without you actually doing it um because they, they could do it endless amounts of times. now they move more than like normal units but they can skirmish which is which is really cool
1: yeah uh, also the the rule fast cavalry is that you can move you can march and use the uh, open order rule of getting a 90 degree pivot at the end of the move uh otherwise you can only do this when you're move moving, so not when uh, marching. Yeah.
4: Um yeah. and I, I mean there's so many small changes and and the big changes for, yeah, for dwarves I mean, in particular, I think. I noticed that
1: the the war machines work different now. Uh that's different, but but the thing here is uh bolt throwers they're the oh, real I'm winners yeah, yeah they're they're the best war machine in the dwarf ar- arsenal at, as it is now yeah because i, uh, I mean, think so as well stone throwers i mean they're still still good but uh, uh <laughs> all the runes that i used to buy i can't i can't use the reroll scatter rune anymore yeah. Yeah, i can't give it extra strength anymore yeah and uh, it's only d3 plus 1 damage i believe
4: yeah
1: and question just- though about, like, the bolt thrower, yeah. How do you guys feel about the spear chucker being renamed? No, I'm fine by it. What was what it called now? It's called a bolt thrower, yeah. Mm. Because, uh, apparently the bolt, in, the, in the United Kingdom, spear
2: chucker has negative connotations,
0: which was probably the intention from the get go. And speaking it of prob- bolt thrower, which, uh, <laughs> which is their best album?
4: <laughs> oh. Discuss. I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, uh, oh, fuck, what's it called now? I need to look it up. Actually, spe- speaking of both like I sp- actually started listening to them. I always thought that it was just a bit of a joke that they did uh, uh, Warhammer stuff, but then I actually started listening to them, and they're fucking awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah, me too, yeah. and to me, it's thanks to Ben Martin. So if you're listening to Ben Martin, you actually did a good thing for once.
0: I My... can say that they are quite great live as well.
2: Oh really?
4: My my favorite album is for Victory. From uh, the the good year of our lord nineteen
2: ninety-four. Oh, so the wait, what isn't that the year you're born? Exactly. Oh okay. It, it was a joke, the, but
0: herald the dark future of mankind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to be like oh, quite, oh, I'm gonna make fun for Niggas being like insanely young, and then it's like, yes,
1: that is correct, <laughs> trail.
3: How about uh, how about magic? Did you try out magic?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, Magic the Gathering is a nice court game. It
3: it, uh, it,
0: uh, <laughs> it, it, it did has had its peak in, in the, the original release of Ravnica and not the re, uh, quite the recent re-release. And wow, it was, like, wow. Quite recent, which was like about four years ago. But uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> so yeah, I I, I took
2: uh um, and also the fuck.
4: I I took an Anvil of Doom. Um because I wanted to try out like all the new mechanics. Uh, but I think Ganvil Doom will be very good in general. Why? Yeah, well will.
3: What, because... what makes it good?
4: So magicians, as you know, can cast uh four spells or oh, not four spells. Can, they can cast all spells, they can cast all spells. They cast all spells that they have. Uh, so yeah. at level four can cast four spells a turn. Yeah. So...
1: And if you have like two uh, magic missiles, you can use both magic missiles in the same turn. So. It's all yeah. good. Just go wild. Uh, mage has gone wild. Uh,
2: so, just four dice. Just four dice. <laughs> it, mate. Um, so the,
4: the Animal Doom has four powers, um, but it counts as a level three for casting spell. Um, so it has uh, a, one spell is like 21 inches and all dwarf units within 21 inches get immune psychology. And it's a seven plus cast, but it's level three, so it's a four plus cast. So every turn, just rolling four plus with two dice is pretty sure you're gonna get it. You just get immune psychology for your whole army basically. It's crazy. And then it has a strength four, two d6 magic missiles, twenty-seven inch range, then it has a movement spell, which you can't use to charge things, but it's nice to be able to double move some boards around. Uh, And then the last spell is either reroll armor saves on seven plus, or plus one armor reroll armor saves on eleven. So, it's super useful stuff to have on your army all the time.
1: Oh yeah, there's. Let me find the uh, the rule book. Hang on.
4: And uh, Manfred, I was playing against. He had. Two mages, one level four and one level two. Um, they were also really, useful. they were giving regeneration to these units. Uh, it's a bit weird, like, they were moving with the units and I couldn't really dispel them until they were with the units in combat and he couldn't dispel my guy. So it will also be like a whole new game of getting your mages into position for casting and stuff
2: you know, I like Fruit Editions, because I've only played like five, six, seven, eight, And like, if you discount for how 7 and 8 are very similar in nature, the entire metagame, if you can call it that, with Magic has also been very enjoyable. Like, is he going to bluff me? Is he going to double bluff me? Like, is he going to use the cards? How much cardboard am I going to need for 5th and 4th edition? But I also enjoy how to make it slightly different for every edition. So this sounds promising. Because, I mean, it's easy for me to read the rules and go like, this is what the game's like, but I appreciate hearing you guys talk about it. It gives a more visceral feel for it yeah yeah it's so,
1: a, very uh, different yeah something something here regarding magic people who want uh who want some extra movement should really use demonology because we have the Steed of shadows which gives a unit fly 12. so you can march up to 24 inches with a unit. holy
4: shit steed of shadows yeah. is actually useful now yeah
1: and it's for the whole whole unit, not a single model. <laughs>
4: not a single model on foot.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, this spell can only target friendly models who so have the troop type infantry. If the uh. friendly unit is not fleeing and has not already moved this movement phase, it gains the fly twelve special rule at the end start uh, until the next start of turn sub phase. So you can easily march up behind the enemy lines nice i like it yeah yeah there's tons of cool spells will
4: be very fun to just uh yeah. learn all the new stuff and probably like get gotcha against all the the factions that have their own spells <laughs> like what yep I, I heard like the the high elves have a, a spell that makes the whole
1: unit material yeah. isn't it's it's it's, it's kind of crazy but uh, it's no no big deal for chaos you know because all <laughs> chaos is the source of weapons.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to give a verdict on a game because there's so many variables, so many units and like I have no idea how how the units are supposed to be used in a new game. It's like the with the whole push and pull in combat like I don't know I don't know how to win a combat. Like you can't just run in with uh, a dragon and a Tough unit and uh, just bet on winning that combat because probably they'll just fall back in good order. <laughs> and uh, that's also what we looked up with the battle center where in in store, like how they work. If they're as useful as in eighth edition, or like eh, yeah, you could take them it six, like in sixth edition. I think they're not as good in eighth edition because you can't reroll stupidity and like every leadership test like good then, but. They're still super useful now because you basically have to roll under your natural le- leadership most of the time. To stay in combat, and so then, like a reroll, will be really useful if your leadership is is eight. You're probably going to stay in combat, at least if you get a reroll.
2: How good is fear and terror?
1: Um, uh, not that. So great, I think. That's, it's it's. Uh i Useful <laughs> situational. Terror, uh, terror is really good. Uh, t- yeah, terror is good. Uh, because when you're when you're when you get charged by a terror causing unit, you need to take a leadership test or flee. Uh, fear has the uh, if you want to charge a unit with fear and you don't outnumber it, you need to take a fear test. And if you fail it, you don't move. Uh, Although, otherwise, it's, otherwise, it's in the beginning of the combat phase. So you take a fear test. If you fail it, it's minus one to, your, to hit rolls. Also, Terror
4: gets you minus one Leadership, which is very big. Yeah,
1: that is really good, actually. Yeah. Le- so
3: Le- leadership is going to be even more important.
1: <laughs> leadership. But uh, speaking of Terror, a lot of Terror-causing units are monsters, and monsters do not pivot anymore. They need to wheel like all other units, but they get a free pivot at the end of their move instead.
5: This goes uh,
1: well for chariots, which I hate. uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) But everything seems to be a chariot now. Yeah. (laughs) But do you think
3: the games games in general will be longer and more drawn out because of this? I mean, that's been one of the things we heard. Like, uh, uh, You won't have units just being, you know, losing by one, fleeing, getting overrun and removed. Now you will have a much more drawn out game with this mechanic
4: yeah I don't know I've only played one what, what do you think Jimmy?
1: well my my games weren't really drawn out because of this uh, but uh it's uh, it 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 just gave everyone a chance to to get back into the game so it didn't get one sided
5: hmm.
1: yeah. yeah, I
4: think it will be less swingy a bit yeah um, give you a, a chance to counterattack and stuff but i'll have to wait and see yeah Uh, i think like six turns also it's like a tournament standard actually it's like how how it came to be maybe people start playing longer games and if if they have to um but yeah uh, speaking of the like how things have changed as well uh, and why both words are so good uh, and the band so good well uh stone throwers are bad i think now because as jimmy said you can't take the runes anymore that made them good which is very strange because it's like one rune that's kind of good for cannons and one rune that gives both throwers uh plus one strength and no armor saves it already has minus three armor saves. so i don't know how useful that is really it should should be enough as it is Yeah. But then, like, there were very few engineering runes, which I thought was strange, because, I mean, that's what made War Artillery good. Maybe they wanted to tone it down, but they already toned down artillery in general. Well,
1: um, I mean, I'm I'm not going to stop using forge because it's a fucking beautiful model. But uh, I won't use more than one by the looks of it.
4: What were you saying, Jens?
3: How, how many of the engineering runes
4: were you actually using in the in the lobby in sixth edition uh, Well, almost all, like, always two of them for my stone tours the penetrating and rune of accuracy like all the time best combo uh and just rune of fire to be able to get more of them not to break the rules and the, the bolters i would use the the seeking rune like hitting on two plus and the plus on strength to kill chariots I was definitely using runes, and the the cannons always had the like. I don't use cannons. I don't partake, but uh, the cannons always had the rune of, uh, and it's called rune of engineering. Maybe like they they got to reroll an artillery die, either the the range or the bounce, which was just an auto include. You had a cannon. Yeah, but that's so, the thing. It was like auto include, you take this for the bolt thrower, you take this for the cannon, this for the stone thrower. Yeah, but it's like. It's, it's not always worth it. I mean, a bolt thrower was 45 points and then the rune was 25. So I wouldn't always take that. I would definitely take it on my stone throwers because I, I like stone throwers. I want it to be better.
2: But
0: I it's mean, it's so weird
2: whenever I face someone with my undead, they somehow always had bolt throwers, stone throwers, and cannons. So weird. <laughs> Nicholas. But, uh,
4: but uh, I mean, that's the thing that sets dwarf artillery apart, though, because without that, they're just work artillery. I mean, a, a stone thrower now for the dwarves, it's just the same as a stone thrower for the orcs. I mean, if you can't take runes that make them better, then they're just basic bitches. So, the stone throwers now, they they have, like, the, the drawbacks of 8th edition and 6th edition, because uh, in 6th edition, you got partial hits, for the ones not entirely covered by the template. And but then you you didn't get any armor saves for some Towers. Uh, and in eighth edition you got uh armor saves, you only got like minus one on the without outside of the the center point. But then everyone get hit, even the partials. But now you get like all the drawbacks. You have to roll for partials and they get armor saves and the bases are bigger, so you're not gonna hit anything. And you don't get any runes. Yeah. So I mean I have four stone throwers that probably not going to be used as much so in this game i wanted to like i wanted to give them a shot i took three of them and an engineer uh because engineer now allows you to re-roll uh, an artillery die so once you start to protect them from uh misfiring uh and also now stone throwers if you can see the target uh and you roll a hit and that's a hit but if you don't see the target you can still fire blind and then if you roll a hit you use the small arrow and then you take minus the shooter's ballistic skill of the dark so, die.
1: yeah so so you can so do, do you only use the minus plus skill on the hit the hit roll right yeah yeah so it will always scatter yeah so, like i think it's like like it was in 40k fourth or fifth edition Using
4: yeah, basilisks. Really... Mm, yeah, I think 4th edition you took minus the ballistic skill
2: when you rolled uh, an arrow when you could see the target. That's actually 5th edition, because I placed it yesterday. Yeah, if you can see the target, you get to reduce it by your ballistic skill, otherwise you have to scatter the full distance, even if you get a little hit with an arrow on it. Mm,
4: yeah.
2: Um...
4: Okay, so yeah, I, I used the three stone throwers. I th- didn't get any misfires uh, thanks to the engineers, so that worked. Uh, but it, they didn't hit very often, and when they did hit, they barely killed anything. So like four turns of three stone throwers shooting stuff. In 6th edition, that would be death, but in this edition it was very mediocre. I did have two bolt throwers as well, and they they did about as much damage as these stone throwers for half the price.
1: Yeah. But the best thing regarding bolt throwers is they always go through all ranks now. So yes. just because you don't manage to wound the first guy, you still get to roll to wound the other guys with the mind strength, which I like. Yeah. So I like mini cannons. Great. Yeah, mini cannons.
4: Bolt throwers are way better. Stone throwers are not as good. Cannons... I think they're still decent uh, yeah, or yeah. so good,
1: you know, 10 inches from the back
4: hmm, Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a bit miffed about that because I love stone throwers. um, but yeah, that also reminds me of a line in the sixth edition army book uh, where they're talking about artillery and they say that like, bolt throwers don't have to roll on the misfire chart and it would be safer to just use bolt throwers. But only an elf would use only both hers.
0: <laughs> Two of them?
4: Eight of them, I guess. I mean they're super cheap. <laughs> um so yeah, that was a, a, a big change, I think. Uh but in the game, uh my hammers got charged <laughs> and they kill a bunch of stuff. Uh they got charged by Lance, but uh because they made a disordered charge because of the Rune of confusion, The last broke. They just charged in like uh, in 6th edition in 8th in, in a bus. And I got beaten back and then I countercharged with my Rangers. Rangers are awesome as well now in this edition. Yeah, Me and Jimmy like, were talking about them. Well, yeah,
1: like one of the best. Like, this is one of the top three units that I'm going to use in, in the Dwarf's army.
4: Yeah, because uh, they can skirmish they have ballistic skill four now. Uh, crossbows are yeah. way better because uh, before handguns and crossbows they always competed, and handguns was armor piercing and strength four, uh, but twenty four inches range. And crossbows are thirty inch range, but no armor piercing. Uh, but now handguns are armor pierce one and armor bane one, while crossbows are just armor bane two. So on a 6, they're the same armor-piercing value The Crossbows had, the range. So, I mean, I don't use gunpowder anyway, but now, like, if I had the choice, then I would go
1: for the Crossbows anyway. Yeah. Something that I also like regarding the the Ranger Champion. He can use Brace of Pistols, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I think um, it's the-
3: Shame that, uh, because I think in eighth edition as well, the handguns they they were never really as good, or I, I, at least I thought that they weren't that much better than crossbows. So it felt like not that big of a reason to take them. But I don't, I don't know. I just love the idea of uh, an empire army with huge units of handgunners just gunning
1: down things. But
3: doesn't why can't it be good?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should be good. Yeah. I mean, handguns as it is now, they're 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 good. Crossbows are just better. Uh, I mean, better range. You can still get the same AP for them if you roll a six to wound. So, uh, I mean, crossbows is a better all around choice if you ask me, uh, and that's mostly thanks to the range. Uh, handguns, uh, but also, I think you can move and shoot with crossbows and handguns now.
4: Yeah, they're cumbersome. Fortifier. Yeah, minus two. Yep. Yeah. So another. I mean, it's pretty, sorry, it's pretty dwarf centric, but both well, me and Jimmy played dwarfs. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's yeah. uh, what what we have mostly experienced of a talk about so far in the uh, new new old world.
4: Yeah. So, like looking through the runes... Um,
1: I mean some. I, for 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 regarding runes on a dwarf lord, I don't think I'll ever do anything but the rune of Adamant- adamantine or whatever it's called. Toughness ten for a hundred points. Yeah, you don't I'm gonna, need any saves. But, this is no, just but for, so forward a
0: suggestion here that we will do, uh, and uh, probably what we will do as well, uh, that we will do an uh, update episode on the uh, army specialties that, that we have done so far, just to compare them, uh, the new rules with the old rules yeah. for the old editions. Yeah. Just, just put everyone up to scratch.
4: Yeah. Just want to give a shout out to, uh, uh, speaking of army specials. I uh, actually, uh, now that I'm starting Britonians. I had to listen to our Britonia episode because I haven't heard it for a long time. Uh, when I interviewed Joseph Pigot, uh, and it's a really nice episode and it's very like, uh, addition, uh, ambivalent like we don't talk that much about any addition it's just the army in general so
0: because it was the same book
4: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i said in that episode that they would use that book until the end of times well now finally there's a new book so
0: they did did use that uh, until until the end times
4: (laughs) yeah so go uh, have a listen to episode 31 you want to hear some Britonia?
3: Drink some wine while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> also,
4: I said in that episode that I wanted to start a Pegasus army, so. It's that was final happening.
3: Yeah. So cool. cool. But there's no, uh, I was going to say right of war, but there's no special army that allows you to do an only Pegasus army, right?
4: No. So, yeah. Well, also what I realized that in 6th edition and that book in 8th edition as well, the Pegasus was actually just. It was zero to one special. And when you had a guy on Royal Pegasus, you took away the special, but they weren't core. I thought they were core. But uh, yeah, actually, now you can do more Pegasus than you could then, I think. Because now I can do without any knights or horses. I'm just going to use some A unit of foot knights because they're a uh, one plus choice, and then peasants.
1: All their Pegasi flew away.
4: Okay. <laughs> um, but. Back to runes, uh, some, I think in general, magic items seem a bit weaker. Um, I don't, I don't think they were that good before. I mean, the dwarves could do some combos that were really good, like a one plus armor save, reroll armor saves and some ward saves. But now it's like, uh, even the, the master rune of Gromril, which is a staple dwarf rune, used to be 25 points and give you 1 plus armor save, 6th edition. And 6th edition was not known for Hero Hammer. Like You could buff up the characters a bit. But now, it's 45 points, I think, for a 2 plus armor
1: save. But who needs armor save when they have a toughness of 10? (laughs) Not everyone can have that rune, Jimmy. It's a master
2: rune. Only one. I know. There's only going to be one Warflord. I'm holding but, a beastman and I agreed with GMA when he has said, Who needs an armor save? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think in general, the magic items are
4: far from auto include. Now, you're really gonna give some thought to that. Uh, yeah. Also, pretty useless rune, uh, Strollhouse rune, which I think is a hilarious name and it also exists in 8th edition. But it Let's gets the Take uh, a stroll out on the field. <laughs> but it. It gives a unit Vanguard for 25 points. But but a Vanguard move, just make a normal move and you can't march. Yeah, so that kind of sucks. So you pay 25 points to move three inches forward.
2: You're playing Dwarves. You should be happy to get to
1: move at all. I mean, Your tiny Lingard can't support you. <laughs> oh, Vanguard in 8th edition was like, you get a 12-inch move at the beginning yeah. of the game, which was way better.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it would actually be fun to use that with dwarves now. Because, like, I think I'm going to do way more combat units than shooting units and
0: less yeah, yeah, war sure, machines than sure. previous
4: editions. So it would be nice if you could actually push up to the field earlier with dwarves.
1: Oh, yeah, there there's also uh, there's a talismanic rune, which gives you a hex spell, which is kind of fun. Let's see here. Hang on, this oh, is yeah. making hard to cast, right?
2: Yeah. Due to how magic works, I've seen a lot of people do like uh, test games or like play games, and everybody always chooses the ruby ring of Ruin now.
1: Because there's like oh, a is, a yeah, the ball. Yeah, That ring is bloody fucking amazing and worth those. I think it's thirty points or whatever. Yeah, twenty-five. So yeah. So if you if you have the points, yeah, buy the ring. It's it's good to have.
4: Can, can dwarves have uh, magic items in this?
1: No, they can't. They can only have runic items. Because
4: right. they couldn't.
1: Even, right? even if they could so they, they, they had... shouldn't. In eighth, they had their own magic items and they could use, uh, use their rune.
4: I know they then, shouldn't. Uh... Girl. I, I would never, but they could in eighth edition, so I have to make sure.
2: Oh, no, of course. He would never. He's asking for a <laughs> friend, everyone.
4: I'm asking for Jimmy. <laughs>
2: You're exactly asking so Jimmy me. doesn't accidentally sh- pick the Ruben every win and then you can shame him. <laughs> There's no shame in this body. I've seen you eat french fries, I agree. Yeah. And that's not that's not a dig at his weight, because nobody knows what you look like. It's at the way he eats his french fries. <laughs> the way. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, all right. And and if Eric in Javelin doesn't know, ask Jimmy. Look him straight in his goat like eyes and ask him. Yeah. So like, does anybody have like any passion projects for what you're gonna do for the old world? Like, I guess Morton, you're gonna do the second best undead army, which you know, <laughs> I guess whatever. <laughs> How about
0: Jens? Uh, I reckon Morton will do the only properly released.
2: Swear mm-hmm. to God, I'll cut you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Vampire> <laughs> <is when. laughs>
2: like uh, jens are you gonna do any projects
1: yeah no, i'm doing some empire
3: stuff
2: as usual <laughs> which sure. year which it's region the,
4: 1973 jens is doing it in empire. <laughs> the empire years <is> 1989 Jens <laughs> is doing the
3: empire why, why change something that works at least i've got a
2: drill <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just want to point out at least half of my armies have books Yeah, but they're not for this game so, they're yeah. all fully, Before anybody says anything they're all fully painted and fully playable in five editions All of you who can do the same Jimmy doesn't count You may judge me the rest of you, <laughs> silence Jimmy, not you T- Tabletop simulator doesn't count right? I don't even know what that is and you know I don't so <laughs> weak I'm going <laughs> to do or I'm going to do orcs and goblins.
1: Funny, me too. Rather, yeah, actually, you, how how are you now doing orcs and goblins? It's
2: literally what you've known since the day I met you. You cut open a black womb, crowned out in an Onyx dagger, and you're like, "Krell, I'm playing goblins." That's
1: what you've done. All the, how are you starting an army for the old world with orcs and goblins? He needs you, the orcs. Yeah, so... I need the orcs. <laughs> <laughs> they only have the goblins so far, and the orcs, <laughs> the orc part. It's so so habitual, actually, yet yeah, right? this this motherfucker is doing a new new army with old models for the old world. So fourth, or fifth edition models only. Maybe I some new, matter. new old old new, that is new old old New York.
2: If, if somebody asks you what army use, you have to say I'm playing orcs and orcs. <laughs> oh no. Yo, uh, science,
4: I just, just want to ask Jens, uh, are you doing Soland still?
1: Yep. Yep.
4: Nice. Are you doing bigger bases? What what models yep. are you using?
1: Yep. Uh, I'm painting my grey swords. Right? I found uh, 15 grey swords that I
4: haven't put uh, any paint on. So now I'm almost done with that unit. Nice. Oh. A... By the way, there's a, there's a tournament in Sweden uh, in March. In March. Yep. I think I'm going to go to in Wars. Yeah, an are any of you guys going?
0: I'm a yeah, little interested, interested to hear what uh, Morten is actually doing, other than being taunted by Krell. <laughs> <laughs> still are the you... second
4: best Undead uh, um... Army. Thank I'm you,
3: not... Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to the south, to the land of the dead, dig up some bones and make a tomb king army. Is, that's is how we get started. a workplace now
4: for scarabs?
3: No. Yes, yes. On I'm a I'm making a Tomb King army, but I have not bought the box.
2: <gasps> oh, snap. Sh- he, he literally bought my Tomb Kings. I'm not surprised. Why are you guys surprised?
3: Uh, I, I am a bit, I'm a bit sad that I bought your guys. Didn't realize that they didn't have horses... What that they were supposed to be on horses and I have no <laughs> undead horses and then the same ones I can now buy from Games Workshop with horses and <laughs> on boots so I have like the worst option <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but the thing here my sweet the thing, so here, eyes, is, the thing here is either way you have to re- remove the mold lines because I know Krell <laughs> doesn't
0: <laughs> you might, might have to find the correct basis as well
1: After it up, fuzzballs
2: <laughs> No, but I'm.
0: Um, I have, th- that's the problem. I still
3: haven't gotten anything. I'm so excited about starting an army, and I've ordered thing. I ordered skeletons from three different sources, I think, uh, but none of them have arrived yet. So uh, I'm really, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm really excited about uh, building things. So some of it's gonna be three D printed. Some of it's gonna be uh, real Games Workshop things. Well,
2: it's gonna be a fun mix. Seeing how late it is, like what you're getting from Games Workshop is four D printed. Yeah, <laughs> Morton went to university, so he got that joke.
0: <laughs> Most of us did, didn't we? Uh, I have a
3: question yes. for you guys. Uh, wh- one of the things, one of the things I read in the rule book that I, I don't, there is one section about. So you know how there's this new form, like you can be in a uh, marching column, right? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then you're, you're really good at marching, but not really good at charging and stuff, right? But if you're in marching column, you can make a charge. Y- you can declare a charge, but you can't make a charge move. Can someone un- explain to me wh- why is that? What does that mean for the game?
1: That means if you have terror, you can still declare a charge, but you don't need to move. So they can still yeah. flee from you.
3: Yeah, and if and, and if there's a fleeing unit and you charge it, they have to flee again as well. Yep. But isn't that just weird and gamey? Why
1: would they? Yeah, but why... the thing here, the thing here is, I believe because they mentioned in uh, in the short rules that you can never do any other maneuvers than a wheel unless otherwise stated. And uh, this, I think, needs an FAQ. But in the drilled special rule, before you move. You can do a uh, combat reform so you can redress your ranks. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to have your guys in this marching column and do the redress ranks and then fulfill your charge because you're no longer in a marching column. But this, like I said, needs to be redressed in a FAQ. But uh, this is one of the exceptions. I believe that they mean that there's an exception to the rule.
3: Yeah, yeah. Is it some? I don't know. Is it to stop people from doing that, or uh, it, does it have something to do with frenzy? Like, if you would, for some reason, have a frenzied troop in a marching column, they would have to charge because they're frenzied.
1: Yeah, most likely.
4: Yeah. Question is, like, if you could only do it in that case, because I read someone wrote that it's the same with the the high elf sea guard because they reform when they are being charged. And that's also like out of sequence
1: yeah well first to get the shoot and add those wounds to the combat resolution because of standard shoot and how it works now yeah which is crazy Another powerful change. If... yeah
3: yeah we're definitely gonna need to play it a bit more until we know
1: oh yeah and uh i mean since this is a is the main game for Games Workshop, we might have to wait like three or four months before we get another FAQ. But we did get an FAQ on day one, which was <laughs> no day two, day two, which was kind of nice. What I usually do is I like I take a rule that's difficult to
2: interpret, then I make an assertion about it, and then I just like turn over and ask Jens how the rule works, particularly my own army books. Have you figured right, yeah. out the for this yeah. edition? Yeah, you taught me last time. Yeah, but for this edition? <laughs> uh, pass.
0: <laughs> I'm painting
2: up. Beastman right now. Have you figured out the ambush rule? Uh, no. I'll look it up for you. Oh, thanks.
3: <laughs> so are Beastmen going to be your thing, Krell, now for this edition?
2: Uh, I mean, it's... If you, if you go way back, like, 35 episodes, you'll hear me, like, wax poetically uh, about how I've put all my Beastmen's on 25 millimeters because it makes it more scenic and it makes it easier to rank them up. Particularly with guys, like, waving horn in the air while also waving shield to the side, dude. Or, like, twin axe going to both sides simultaneously running goat man, dude. Uh, so all of my gores and, like, half my ungores are accidentally based correctly as are all of my chaos warriors and plague bearers meaning that what i need to rebase basically are well the minotaurs were never built but like the minotaur and like uh 15 uh, angors so yeah i guess beastman is the one thing i got that i don't need like major rebase so i'm sitting around like updating them because some of these guys were done like 2017 or 2018 and my painting has improved Quite a bit since then, so I'm like doing highlights, additional highlights, some enamels, like some pin washing and oil washes. So I think so, at least in the beginning. But I am starting to work as a Goblin Army as well, and I just want to get like the proper size base for them. I always like painting squigs. Uh, I did a couple of them for last year, for like on round bases for my kid, because like it's just so therapeutic doing uh, squigs with the contrast p- contrast paints, some light highlights, and like some enamels. Uh, enamels mainly for, like, the teeth and claws, and then you just do, like, the eyes are just black orbs with a white dash on, and they look amazing. It's just fun painting squigs. Jimmy knows what I'm about here. Uh, so I'm going to do a shit ton of, like, squigs and, like, knife goblins. So I think I'm going to do... <laughs> I don't know why I do all these ward armies, because I just finished off my Skaven, you know. Uh, hey, after two skeleton armies, um, yeah. <laughs> I think I hate myself. Huh? You have enough Skaven? I think so, yeah.
1: Like, uh, ask ask Jimmy and Jens. Not enough. You need more. One can never have enough Skaven. It's like an orc in 40k. You can never have enough Daka. But to be fair, I, I think
2: out of the people I met, excluding Ye- and Jimmy, I'm the one person who has the most painted clan racks uh, <laughs> that I've met. So, you know, most people have like Skaven slaves for some reason or like uh, Storm Skaven. So yes, my Skaven army is more or less uh, dumb. <clears throat> dumb. Quote storm, dumb.
1: Storm what? Storm what? Storm Skaven. <clears throat> what is this Storm Skaven you're talking about? It's the original
2: name that GW changed when they realized it spells out nope. SS. Yes, it was. Nope. They never never did. Yeah, so I probably need to get more of those. I do have 20 in a box though. Because uh, like I said, I got them for a Christmas gift from my mom for some reason. <laughs> uh, she's one of our listeners, apparently. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. So uh, yes, I could have answered in a straight line saying yes. I think beastmen are uh, and my night goblins because again, it's just mega fun painting squigs. All right.
3: Uh, to to wrap maybe to wrap this up, uh, what I mean I, I I was very happy because we didn't yeah, know anything. Of, we we know. were waiting we were waiting for a long time about seeing what we would get and then we got the oh you know now it's releasing blah 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 and then you know you know we got the well we didn't talk about the PDFs. So the PDFs came out quickly for the Legacy Armies?
2: Yeah, that surprised me that they came out uh, within time span that they did.
0: Yeah? But Has anyone had a an look? An and... There will be an episode of their own, I think. Yeah.
2: Yes, I, I have looked. I since, they... I own, since I own Skaven and Vampire Count and Demons, I've looked. Are they promising so far? Uh, short answer, no. Long answer, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: The thing, like, I the mean, pr- problem yeah, here sorry. is, pe- people try to play all these legacy armies like they used to play in eighth or sixth edition. They don't work like they used to do. There's a lot of new things for them. So, like for for vampire counts, you can't summon like new units in the same way that you used to do. Uh, and the same same with the getting models back in your units, it's not the same as you used to do it.
2: Hundred percent correct. But like also, I think I, I've said from the beginning that unless they had bloodlines in it, I would be disas- dissatisfied. And like that's not only me saying it's a bad book. It's just like I really, really like the concept of bloodlines. So like my expectations are pretty low to begin with. Uh, there's like some small stuff here and there with the Skaven. Mainly, it's like they've changed the unit type of a bunch of stuff, and like uh, the Bell and I think even the Lightning Cannon has changed so significantly. It's hard for me to recognize them. But like I mean, at least we got them. That's but that's where i'm at like i didn't have high expectations and i do have other armies but if i only had like uh, ratmen and vampire accounts i'd probably be a bit more like bitter about it but it's me so i'm starting a new army regardless um like it could be worse they were free like worth the price but i think you <laughs> may hit the head on the nail there if you wanted to get back into the old world and play like your skaven or vampire Counts, exactly like you did back in the day it's not gonna work I very briefly
4: skimmed the Dark Elf list, but uh, I'm just so into Dwarves. Just uh, looking through them, looking at all the differences. Like, if I would have to look at a different army, it takes too much time. Probably not going to play them for a while as well, so. But they they looked looked like they had the options of 8th edition, but it's a completely new game. You're going to have to adjust, like... uh, a lot yeah. from edition, I
2: think. I think that's like an overall theme, right? Because I know a bunch of people who are waiting for the old world to come out and to be the new to be old fantasy. And like most of us new who have played more than one edition, it's not going to be exactly the old fantasy. And to some, you've got a real cognitive dissonance there. It, everybody's seeing the different thing, everybody's seeing some different stuff.
3: But uh... how about you,
1: Jimmy? You, Jimmy, have you looked at the gaming list? And barely, I noticed there's no Skaven slaves anymore, but uh, yeah. that's just clan rats without shields.
2: I think the eighth edition Skaven players, does like a huge uh, surprise and detriment. Because like everybody had Skaven slaves back in the days, I guess. Yeah.
3: Um, but the other thing I was going to say is also that uh, it felt like, okay, now we got some cool things. I don't know how much they will support this uh, new game, but uh, and then all of a sudden the the
2: orcs were previewed. So, um, and yeah, that's been... a nice surprise. That was a nice surprise. Yeah, and that, there's been more black orc warboss.
3: War
2: oh yeah, The black orc warboss. So I like the re-release of all those old sculpts too.
3: So how often do you think we will see new things? Will there? How often will there be updates?
4: Question is also when will we? be able to buy the things in store because nothing is yeah
1: stock. <laughs> it's nothing's yeah. ever in
4: stock
3: yeah so what is up with that do you think did they underestimate oh the,
1: they sure oh, did they sure oh, they, did they, they, underestimate they did, they did. yeah they they weren't like even even thinking about that that they would sell so good as did
2: But I think it's also like a stock keeping issue because they keep saying that like the new stock in Nottingham isn't finished. And I tried to get into like the new epic Legion Imperialis and that stuff has been out of stock since release. Uh, As for the release schedule, I'm going to take a wild stab in the the dark and say it's going to be like the old Necromunda formula. So every third to like fifth month, roughly. How do you guys feel? Somebody say something. I get nervous when you don't don't disagree with me or yell off. Fucking Krell, man! There goes uh, old man Krell.
5: Do you think they will have
2: ideas? Do you guys think we're ever gonna see like? Oh well, I mean, I guess we will. But like, do you think we're gonna see like the Dogs of War on sale in metal? No, I doubt it. Not too bad. Like, I really want to get some Birdman stuff. But hey, it is what it is.
4: Yeah, I don't think they're gonna re-release them. Seems because a bit of a long shot.
2: If they release uh Dogs of War in metal, like you have ten days, you get to buy one of them, which one are you gonna buy? Like straight up. Don't think about it. Which one are you getting first? Besiegers. Nice. Jimmy, same question.
1: What? It's it's gonna be the half half links. Oh, like All, uh, it's always half links. The rooster or the <laughs> cookie pot?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the rooster guys, <laughs> nice. It's always happening for you. He likes hair feet. Morten, Voland's Venators. To the point, Chris.
0: Asanil the Dragon Lord.
2: Oh, spicy. How about you, Jens?
1: Don't you, you have enough right. dragons? No.
0: Yeah, but I yes. don't have that dragon. And I know that <laughs> I know that that dragon is just one of the other dragons painted green. But I don't have the rider. <laughs> that dragon. How about Jens? Player pirate.
2: Oh, long drawn. Me? Shit. You know what? I'm probably gonna like make the same mistake mistake again. <laughs> I'm gonna take. He's gonna use a shit unit. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna get either of a Vendetta. But, no, probably like Birdman or Cursed Company. I'm a huge fan of like uh, Rickster's uh, Cursed Company. But they hate Down Dead? Yeah, but like so with the new book so do I.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. And if anyone wants to know what I'm planning to do for the start of the old world... Are you going to use the,
1: the dragon mages? Please say yes.
0: I have already planning a conversion for one.
2: Nice. We we need to like make a collection in this podcast and send Chris a literal like, map which says, here you be dragons in Justice Department. <laughs> yeah,
3: pretty much. I think we can add that on Google Maps in Gothenburg. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But please don't, add, please don't add, add where I live on Google Maps. Don't
2: add where it lives. Apparently young people like you are doing mean shit nowadays are just like yelling at the police or angry people with guns. It's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. Jimmy, what do you think is going to be like the legendary list
1: in Orcs and Goblins? Uh, but we already know what the lists are going to be. Oh, we do? 100%. Yeah, yeah what is it troll troll fish, uh, troll army fish troll orc orc
3: fish, oh. fish elves and fish orcs
1: yeah <laughs> so yeah. The, the journal the journal armies orc. are gonna be a uh, troll horde and the nomadic war so a lot of cavalry damn it i wanted Chronicles 2002 swamp goblins <laughs> too
2: bad <Fire laughs> too God. bad but it's almost you're gonna have a troll
3: hag and stuff in the in that swamp yeah. army. So almost you can huh? convert some goblins,
2: I guess. I guess all gobbles just look the same to you, huh? <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. But wasn't that a bit? Uh, yeah, I mean that was fun, but a bit weird.
3: Or what? What do you think, mean About what? A- about about getting or... trolls. I mean, I, a... I was more expecting having some sort of you know black orc focus or something maybe.
1: But uh, Black Orcs can become core units if you're, uh, I think, if you're, in general, it's a Black Orc. Yeah, oh, that is
3: okay. correct. You can all really yeah, do it. Can. Oh, yeah, okay. you can all do it. Cool. I I like the troll hag, so that's kind of fun. Yeah.
2: I hope I hope I get rolls for the squeak
1: lava, but, oh, like, before, but but yeah. this, this is the thing I want to end, end this with, regarding the Orcs and Goblins. The giant, Finally, the giant is a fucking good unit to use. Oh fuck yeah. Oh
3: come.
1: First of all, he he got toughness six. And you have two ways of attacking with the giant. You can roll on a list. So you can get like Thumbwood Club, Flop and whatever. But then you can choose to pick up and. And if you choose pick up and one enemy model in base contact needs to take an initiative test or Get picked up and dies, and then you roll a die on a four plus. He keeps picking people up, and you can go on with this picking models up over and over and over again. And I just fucking love the idea of it. So you can he can, he, he can like stuff stuff his pants with with small hairy dwarfs,
2: which <laughs> is also your fetish. Uh, question: Do you think this is going to be good even with your roll, Jimmy? Oh
1: yeah, for sure. I can always roll a four plus. You know that. Uh, I don't know that. Oh, I have you in do. fact seen, you do. I have seen scientific
2: evidence that you are in fact incapable of rolling like a 4 plus several times in a row. These are all lies. I have literally seen you roll three ones and blow a goblin shaman into the air thusly giving me victory in a game. But that happens to all goblins. <laughs> I-, I guess I'll find out.
0: And that uh, the introduction part of this episode <laughs> finished and done <laughs> <laughs> um are
5: yeah, done I'm so time.
0: done right yeah, I'm thinking we should uh, call this episode and uh, next episode yeah. might be an orc and goblin episode it might be stuff we found in a drawer episode kind of the same looks like uh, orcs from the uh Latest stage of Sigma Box and uh, Seaguard, actually. So we have already sorted that uh, episode. But uh, uh, I would like to thank everyone for listening to this. And
1: uh, I would you. like to apologize to everyone listening to this.
2: <laughs> I would also like to apologize for Jens being on this. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yep. Jens, you, you know that we love you, though. Ah,
3: I know that. Except for Krell. Love him.